Amen. Blessings to you. Bless you. Bless you. We thank God for you all. Amen. Our scripture reading tonight will come from 1 John chapter 2, verse 18 through 29 in the New King James Version. Then we're going to turn over to 2 John, amen, verses 4 through 8. Since that's one of those books that only have one chapter, amen, we typically get typically don't say chapter 1 since there's not going to be a chapter 2. 1 John is like that. Jude is like that, amen, since there is not one of the books that's like that, there's not going to be a chapter two. We typically just say verse, whatever the verse is. So we have 1 John chapter two, verses 18 through 29 in the New King James Version. And then 2 John verses four through eight, that also in the New King James Version. Praise God. Amen. Uh, our assignment was to read over 1 John again so that we can uh, do some further observations in regard to repetitions, who, what, when, why, where, those kind of things, amen. Because if your observation is on point, your interpretation can be better. If your interpretation is better, then your application, amen, or how it applies and how you walk in it is better. Glory to God, amen. 1 John chapter 2, verse 18 through 29 says, Little children, it is the last hour, as you have heard, that the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many an antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. Amen. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. Amen. But they went out that it might be manifested that none of them were of us. These were imposters. These were false brethren. These were some type of spiritual chameleon, feigning like they were of us, amen, but they were only among us. They were not of us, amen. They may men, evil men, imposters who don't have the spirit. Verse 20, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things and have, and have not written, I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. Verse 22, he who is a liar, but he, but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is the Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. And whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. And he who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Verse 24, therefore let that, amen, abide in you which you heard from the beginning, amen, if you have, if you've heard from the beginning, for if what you've heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has, amen, promised us eternal life. Verse 26, these things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. But the anointing which you have received, amen, from him abides in you, and, amen, you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, glory to God, uh, and is true, and is not a lie, just as it, is, as it has, has taught you, and you will abide in him. Verse 28. 
And now, little children, abide in him that when he appears, amen, you may have confidence and not be ashamed, glory to God, before him at his coming. If you know that he is righteous and you know that anyone who practices righteousness is born of him, glory to God. Second John, second John, praise God, and verses four through eight, second John says, I rejoice greatly that I found some of you children walking in the truth as we have received commandments from the Father. And now I plead with you, lady, not, glory to God, not as they, not as though I write a new commandment, amen, to you, but that which you have from the beginning, amen, that we love one another. This is love, that we walk according to his commandments this is the commandments, amen, that as you have heard from the beginning, you shall walk in it. Verse 7, many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. I'm going to say that again. Many deceivers have gone out into the world who do not confess Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. These is, this is a, a deceiver and an antichrist. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that you will do, do not lose the things you've worked for, but you may receive a full reward. Glory to God. You may receive a full reward. reward. Tonight, I want to deal with this subject. Amen. Keys to spotting deception. Praise God. Keys to spotting deception. Deception in this hour, like never before, I think that this is the good to say, amen. First, is that we need mature believers to manifest like never before. We need functioning eyes, functioning ears, and we need the heart of God displayed in the body of Christ, amen. The heart of God is demonstrated in passion and compassion, amen. Manifested in the believer, passion and compassion. In this hour, like never before, maturity is in the saints is part of the front line of defense against all type error, against all type false teaching, amen, false doctrine, and the Antichrist. Glory, amen. This mature saints, amen. Maturity is the one of the front line of defense against, amen, error, against uh, false doctrine and false brethren in the Antichrist. Glory to God. Amen. So John, uh, this older John, in his uh, writing to the church, this letter is designed to be a circulatory letter. Amen. So it's designed to be circulated amongst the church in the area. Amen. It's different than uh, like some of the Pauline epistles. Praise God. These are what you call general, and they're meant to be circulated. Paul, Paul's epistles, in their opening, many times they address a particular congregation like that in Corinth twice, like that in Ephesus, like that in Philippi, Colossians, amen, though they address a church and they address a particular issue. Some of the general epistles don't necessarily address a location but it does address an issue and is designed to be uh, circulated. It's designed to be circulated. 
Praise God. So advanced in years, John uh, wrote this fatherly epistles, amen, out of his love for what he says is his little children. You hear this fathering heart, and what you really hear is the heart of God, the heart of Christ thumping in the office of apostle. Praise God. I wish I had, amen, time I really talk about the apostolic heart. Many times we are way away from what it really means to have the heart of the Father. That's another subject. Praise God. And so as a loving father, he writes this this epistle, amen, but he doesn't write this, amen, teach them anything new. He just exhorts and draws on what they already have heard, what they've been taught, glory to God, and the anointing that is within them. He calls on that. Amen. Praise God. And so he writes this fatherly epistle, amen, out of this loving concern for his children. And he says, amen, uh, he exhorts them to stand steadfast, glory to God, in the truth because of the threatening lure of worldliness. That's number one, worldliness. You keep reading and he says, amen, do not love the world. There's always the threat in the church amen, of the lure of worldliness, amen. And the other threat is the guile of the cunningness of false teachers. Praise God, the guile or the cunningness of false teachers. The key word in the in the James uh, is, I mean, James, John, I'm sorry, first epistle of John is fellowship with God. It's fellowship with God. The major theme of first John is fellowship with John, with God. John wants the readers to have assurance of the indwelling of God, amen, through their abiding relationship with him. Praise the name of the Lord, amen, this indwelling. He wants them to have fellowship. So John opens up in chapter one, verse one through four and says, that which we have from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life, talking about Jesus, the life was manifested and we have seen and we bear witness and we declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father, was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard, declare we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son. Glory to God, Jesus Christ, and these things we write to you that your joy may be full. Amen. This first part sounds like the prayer of Christ in John 17 and 24. Father, make them one as we are one. I am in you and you in me. Amen. You hear in this first epistle of John, hintings of the teaching of Christ that he pins in the gospel of John. Much about love, much about fellowship, much about abiding and walking in the light, in the love of God. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So you see a lot of the gospel of John in this uh, epistle of John. It establishes the fellowship. Glory to God. Their fellowship is ranked, according to the book of Acts, in the same category as, amen, the breaking of bread, the communion, the word and the fellowship. Praise God. We can never, amen, overlook the fellowship. 
Glory to God. This assurance is seen in 1 John 2 and 28. Now, little children, abide in him, that when he appears, you may have confidence and not be ashamed of him, amen, before him at his coming. Abide in him that you may have, amen, confidence. This is the confidence we have. Glory to God. In 1 John 5 and 13, this is what you hear. It says, these things I've written to you that you may believe in the name of the Son of God and that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Glory to God. Amen. John further deals with, amen, the belief in Christ should be manifested in the practice of righteousness. Glory to God. He says, walk in it. If you believe, amen, we are in the light, we walk in the light. Glory to God. Amen. And here's another emphasis, the love for the brethren. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Uh, that in turn produces joy and confidence. So when we walk right, when we love right, there's a joy and a confidence that come out of that. Amen. The other thing he does, amen, it emphasizes the importance of holding fast the apostolic doctrine, holding fast the doctrine. Amen. Not losing sight of the doctrine. Many deceptive spirits have gone out to call the purpose to try to cause the believer to drift away what they have been taught and what they have been heard. The other thing that's important um, as by way of foundation is 1 John is also written to refute the destructive teachings of the Gnostics, this Gnosticism, this knowingness. Amen. One of the key characteristics of this false destructive doctrine is they do not believe in the incarnation of Christ. Amen. That, in other words, that Christ came in the flesh. They, Christ came in the flesh. They also believe, amen, that they have acquired some higher knowledge that make them super special. Amen. They got a higher knowledge, make them super special, so special. We are no longer obligated to walk in type of moral laws because we are super higher than everybody else because we have gained another level of knowledge. This knowingness, this Gnosticism, amen. And all of this destruction, amen, uh, is empty. It's an empty profession, according to God. And so John is emphasizing this and he is stressing the reality of the incarnation of Christ. Amen. And our knowing of the incarnation and the belief in Christ, amen, should be practiced. We should not have an empty profession. Glory to God. If we got a profession, we should have a practice. If we have a profession, we should have a practice. Glory to God. So he's emphasizing uh, what he, it sounds like, it looks like he's skipping from one subject to the other. But in reality, what he's doing is answering this Gnostic, Gnosticist, I would call it, amen, Gnostic teaching, amen. He is answering the directly, directly the issues with that type of teaching who is in infiltration, the church is piggybacking through those who were among us, amen, but they were not of us, amen. So this infiltrating effect is happening. Amen. Also, John writes his first epistle, amen, uh, at a time when the apostolic doctrine is being challenged. The doctrine itself is being challenged, amen, by this 
increase of false teaching. Amen. First John, it looks like Second Peter and Amen and Jude. Glory to God that refutes this erroneous doctrine and encourage the reader to walk in the knowledge of the truth. But Amen. So if you read First Peter and you read Jude and First John, you're gonna see a lot of similarities that is necessary to go back, amen, study, and to get. Glory to God. Amen. The, the other thing, John lists the criteria and characteristics of the fellowship with God. Amen. And shows that those who are abiding Christ can have confidence and assurance before him. Amen. He lists the criteria and the characteristics of abiding to Christ. Here's one out of 1 John 3, 10 through 12. He says, and this children of, amen, is the children of God and the children of the devil are manifested. This is why, this is how you know the difference. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does, amen, does not love his brother. Amen. So he says, these are the, this is the characteristics, this is the criteria, amen, of understanding who's walking in it and who is not. It's simple. It's straight down the line. It's black and white. There are no gray areas. Amen. Glory to God. Whosoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is he who does not love his brother. For this is the message that you have heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who is, uh, was of the wicked one and is a murderer, uh, murdered his brethren. And why did Cain murder him? Because his works or his deeds were evil and his brother righteous. Amen. There is a warped mindset that comes along, amen, with continual unrighteous practices. Amen. This, amen, this is described in the book as the children of the devil, and they're manifested in that in that way. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. And so the writer is, amen, older John. He's writing to, amen, his little children. But they are not little. They are mature in Christ. But he is exhorting them and drawing from what they already have received, which was this indwelling of the Holy Ghost. He's exhorting them, glory to God, and what they have uh, understood, praise the name of the Lord, and what they've been taught. And he's saying, listen, you already know the truth, but I just, I exhort you to walk in it. Glory to God, walk in it. Amen. The uh, Before we go into the other part of this lesson, we got to deal with the observations out of the totality of the book as well as the text itself. Amen. Out of these 11 scriptures, what do we see? What do we first observe? This is key for us because, amen, if you're going to have good Bible study methods, you must have, first of all, good observation and this is objective. This is not first subjective. This is objective. You're just uh, evaluating what you see. Amen. Repetition is, is key. How many times does the teacher say the same thing? Amen. It's an indicator of importance. How many times the teacher says the same thing, the same phrase, or use the same words is an indicator of importance, and we should note that, amen, the who he's speaking to, why he's speaking, all of that is important. So our first reading 
amen, should not be subjective, amen. In other words, what does that mean to me? Our first reading as Bible study students of, amen, as students of the word, praise God, study to show thyself approved unto God, amen. We should understand first the, the dynamics and the power of observing the text. Praise God. So in this 11 scriptures, what we observe is that six times we see the word no. That's important. Six times we hear, we see the word abide. Twice uh, we see the word anointing. Twice we see the word antichrist, if I'm not counting wrong. Praise God. Amen. And so also we have in the text, amen, uh, a pivotal point of change, of direction from doctrine to application to what next that word is in the word therefore that they man that word is in therefore in verse 24 praise god verse 18 and through 23 is a is teaching amen it's it is an uh rehashing the doctrine glory to god amen so we come to a point that says amen therefore let that abide in you, which you've heard from the beginning. Glory to God. And if what you've heard from the beginning abide in you, and you will abide in the Son and the Father, and this is the promise that he, that he has promised us, amen, eternal life. So he says, abide in it. Amen. Remain in what you have heard. Amen. Stand fast in the discernment in the Spirit. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus, amen. So when you get ready to spot deception, trust the spirit of God that's in you. In the name of Jesus. So through from chapter 2, verse 18, amen, he says the hour is coming. Amen. The Antichrist is coming, amen, and his attempt to infiltrate the, the, the church. I used to think that Antichrist maybe coming from some foreign doctrine, some somewhere, amen, trying to, Amen. Uh, join and infiltrate the church with a peculiar doctrine, but verse nineteen clarifies that Amen. That they were they went out from from us, but they were not of us. So they've been feigning like they were part of us. There was some type of spiritual chameleon. They were imposters. Glory to God. Amen. And they were false brethren, acting like they were among us. But in reality, glory to God, they were not. They were imposters. Paul says to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter, amen, uh, 3, and he says in verse 13, but evil men and imposters will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned, being assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, that from the childhood, Amen. You have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Amen. So Paul, even with Timothy, he is exhorting him. Amen. Stand firm against these. Amen. Deception. Hallelujah. One of the things, beloved, that is threatening the church, praise God, now is the spirit of deception. The spirit of deception is, amen, gone out into the world. Spirit, I mean, to the church. The spirit of deception. 
praise God, uh, infiltration and mutiny is trying to happen in the church. But again, maturity is a front line of defense that gives us eyes to see, functioning eyes and functioning ears. Paul says this right here in Acts 20, verse 28 through 31, also in the New King James Version. He says to the church, amen, of Ephesus, therefore take heed to yourselves and to all of the flock, he says to the elders, among which the Holy Spirit, amen, made you overseers. Glory to God. I wish I had time. To, amen, to shepherd the flock of God, which he purchased with his own blood. So that tells you what the Holy Spirit is, amen, emphasizing of its importance. He purchased it with his own blood. Paul says this, for I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. That's that infiltration. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things, drawing away disciples after themselves, drawing away disciples after themselves, not disciples for Christ, but disciples for themselves, making up their own little faction, speaking perverse things. Amen. Verse 31, therefore watch and remember that for three years I did not cease to warn you every night and day with tears. Glory to God. Amen. Watch. Amen. Watch. Be, be, amen. Be very aware. Be sober. Be vigilant. They will, infiltration is going to try to come. Mutiny. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Mutiny is going to, amen, spring up as well in the name of Jesus. Keys, amen, to, to amen, uh, understanding deception. Glory to God. This is our point on tonight. This is our topic on tonight. Keys to spotting deception. Amen. We need functioning eyes, functioning ears, and a heart that beats with the Lord, beat with, that beats with Christ. Functioning eyes, functioning ears, and a heart that's in step and rhythm with the heart of God. Amen. Key number one, amen, look for deception from among you, amen, like Judas was among Jesus. Amen. Look for deception coming from among us. Amen. They didn't, they, amen, this thing didn't, amen, they came from among us. They were not of us. They feigned like they was of us, but really they were among us, and there's a time where God going to, amen, separate the wheat and the tear. Praise God. God is going to separate the wheat and the tear. This antichrist that he says is coming, even now many antichrists have come. Glory to God. So there are many antichrists. It's not just one singular individual have come. Amen. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. Amen. It's about with the Christian doctrine. Glory to God, not from church to church. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about they were Christ-like and held fast to the apostolic doctrine and uh, held fast to the teaching of Christ. They would have stayed among us, but they went out from us. Glory to God. So that's the spirit of the Antichrist could be easily hiding among us. Key number one, amen, deception will come from among us. Key number two, trust the anointing that is already in you. Amen. Uh, trust the anointing. Amen. Also called discernment. Glory to God. In 1 John 2, 
20 through 21, he says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. Sounds like John 16 said when he comes, praise God, he'll teach us all things and guide us into the truth. Amen. We have an, amen, an anointing from the Holy One. Glory to God. And you know all things for I have, I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it. Glory to God that no lie is of the truth. Hallelujah. Amen. You have the anointing. says, I'm not writing you to educate you. I'm writing to bring you to mind, to exhort you of the things that you already have. Number one, you have an anointing. And number two, you have the doctrine. Amen. So if the teaching don't match the anointing, that's a sign for your ears to come up, beloved, because you have a discernment. John 4, John 1 and 4 says, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirit, whether it be of God or not. Now, amen. Number two, trust the anointing that is already in you. Amen. If the teaching don't match the anointing, ignore it. Glory to God. Get up and leave. Praise God. Treat them like, uh, amen, an enemy. Get up and leave. Why? Because, amen, that's the Holy Spirit saying, Red light, turning on the red light, warning, warning. Praise God, something wrong with this matter. Amen, we have been given, amen, a discernment. We have an anointing from the Holy One. Glory to God. Number three, amen, the Antichrist will always deny Jesus Christ. The Antichrist will always a, a deny Jesus Christ. What did the scripture say in John 2 and 22? 22. Amen. And 23, who is a liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Jesus Christ is not his last name. He is the Christos. He is the anointed one that have come from God. Amen. Born of a virgin. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. This holy thing that came from an unholy, this clean thing that came from an unclean place. Glory to God. Amen. That's called the Immaculate Conception. Anyway, praise God. Who is a liar? Who is a liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. He is Antichrist, who denies the Father and the Son. Whosoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son acknowledges the Father also. There are many uh, out there even now, even now, Amen. I believe in God, but I don't believe in Jesus. But the our scripture teaches us, amen, who is the liar, but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Amen. He is the Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. For whosoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He, amen, he's the Antichrist. Glory to God. So is the Antichrist will always deny Jesus Christ. Praise God. So when you're spotting deception, key words to look for, amen, in the name of Jesus, Jesus Christ, acknowledging, amen, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody that doesn't acknowledge that, amen, this is deception at its highest point. Glory to God. Number four, amen, do not allow yourself to be drawn away from the truth. Amen. When you feel like you're being pulled in this ever slight, easy drifting like spirit, glory to God, amen. This beloved, 
is a warning sign because the exhortation out of John, amen, 2 tells us, therefore, let that abide in you which you've heard from the beginning. Let the teaching abide in you. Sound like John 15, the gospel of John. Amen. Let it abide in you, amen, from the beginning. If what you have heard from the beginning abides in you, you will also abide in the Son and in the Father. So the abiding requirements is you got to abide in the truth. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Uh, and this is the promise that, amen, he has promised us eternal life. Praise God. So the things that I've written to you concerning those who, amen, these things I've written to you concerning those who, amen, try to deceive you. Hallelujah. Praise God. So we are exhorting you tonight, beloved, that deception has gone out. Deception, amen, is, is, is attempting to and is now permeating in the body of Christ. But you, beloved, you have an anointing. Verse, but the anointing which you have received, amen, from him abide in you, and you do not have need for anyone to teach you. Praise God. Not You don't need no Bible study and all that. You don't need to go to church. That's not what the text is saying at all. Glory to God. That's contrary to the rest of the scripture. That's part of your observation. Glory to God. But what he's saying is that I don't even really have to teach you on this because the anointing you have in you, glory to God, is contrary to the uh, lies that's trying to deceive you. Praise God. This anointing teaches you all, all things and is true and is not a liar. Glory to God. Abide in him. That's the key word. Amen. Abide in him. Abide in him. If you know, abide in it. If you know the doctrine, if you have the knowing by the Holy Ghost, remain there. Stay right there. Steadfast in the word. Be steadfast. Be unmovable. Always abounding. For you, as much as you know, your work is not in vain in the Lord. Stay right there. Glory to God. Don't be moved off of. Hallelujah. So this is the need for maturity. And Ephesians 4, praise God. Amen. There's an exhortation for the the ascension gifts, the fivefold gift, amen, in the equipment of the saints for the work of the ministry, amen, till we all come into the fullness of the statue of Christ, amen, that we be no longer children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, amen, be no longer children. So John is not talking to the children, amen, that is uh, not uh, the immature. He's talking to grown folks, says abide. Praise God. So maturity, again, from the beginning, is the front line of defense against deception, against error, false doctrine, against the Antichrist. That's why, church, we got to grow up, got to submit to the process, to the sanctifying presence of the Lord. We got to grow up. Why? Because we need that front line of defense in the church like never before with, amen, keen functioning eyes, that's keen and sharp functioning ears and a heart for the things of God. Glory to God. We need that functioning eyes, that functioning ears and a heart for the things of God. We need mature voices now like never before. We need mature voices now like never before because the church is always have been and is now being bombarded 
by doctrines that seek to weaken the reality of the truth of Jesus Christ and who he is. If you weaken Christ, amen, everything else will just crumble. Glory to God. If you weaken Christ, everything else will just crumble because, amen, all things are of him, beloved. Colossians is gives us the preeminence of Christ. Amen. He is before all things. He has the pre-authority. So Colossians address some of the same issues as John addressed in his first epistle in regard to that Gnosticism, that knowingness, this high-mindedness. Amen. If you get a little more smarter with this information we're going to give you, then you'll be ready. But, but Colossians, Paul says, in him, you are complete. You like nothing. Glory to God. Amen. So the hour is coming, beloved, and is now. Many antichrists has gone out. Amen. But uh, the apostolic teaching, glory to God, the mature teaching, the mature heart, the functioning eyes and ears, the front line of defense to keep the rest of the sheep from being polluted by and infected by mentally, amen, infected by false doctrine, error. Praise God. Many operate in error. There's a difference between error and false doctrine. Error is unintentional. Just don't know. You're teaching immature doctrine. You haven't studied it out, haven't given time to prayer, so it's error. You, amen. You may, not, you may be as sincere as possible, still be in error. But falseness is insidious. It's nasty. It's intended to cause cancer. A false doctrine, false brethren, it's very insidious, has a nasty undertone to it, a nasty attempt to, amen, take the brethren from Christ, from the foundation, from the truth, from abiding and growing and becoming full, amen, like Christ. If you got false doctrine, if you got false teaching, you can never see a believer grow to become mature. Why? Because they're eating a bunch of junk that will always prevent them from growing to the fullness, the standard that measures up to Jesus Christ. Why? Because their, their meals are not playing like that. They got junk. So, amen, it retards their growth, their thought life, their thinking, amen. So this is what the devil desires. So as long as you stay, amen, slow, as long as you stay, amen, uninformed, he can always sneak in and out through the shadows because we don't, amen, where the eyes of our understanding are not enlightened, we don't, amen, we're lacking in the mature, functioning eyes, functioning ears, amen. There's a difference, amen. We need trained eyes that know what they're looking at. Trained eyes that know what they're looking at, amen. Praise God, amen. Trained eyes don't have to see a rat to know there's one in the house. Trained eyes see the effects, what he's left behind, what he's done behind to know that there are places in the house where he's hiding, and typically that's in the darkness. So we don't look in the in the middle of nowhere for a rat, for mice or rat in the house. You look behind stuff. Look, baby man, in secret places where they do their business. Glory to God. We need trained eyes that know what they're looking at, functioning ears that can hear the scratching and the scraping, amen, and a passion to dislodge what is tearing, amen, into the people of God. Glory to God. My time is up, but not my spirit. In the name of Jesus, we've been anointed to spot deception. Amen. We have a discernment so we can hear the little nuances, no matter how, amen, trick 
it sounds, no matter how dressed up it sounds, that's the word, dressed up it sounds, we, man, we got trained ears, trained eyes that are functioning that we may see and discern when the church is under an onslaught, under attack. Glory to God, amen, under, amen, some type of demonic assassins. Praise God, because we have the heartbeat of God, we can handle that. We're not afraid to confront, amen, false apostles, false prophets, amen. I don't care how you squint your eyes, I don't care how you use your words, okay, well, how long your car is, how big your robe is, amen. I discern in your speech, amen, I see that you are not who you say you are, and I'm anointed to check those who say they're apostles and are not, says the Holy Ghost of God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us be discerning in this hour, beloved. Let us have, a, amen, an understanding of holy things in this hour, beloved. Let's continue to grow. Let's don't micro, let's don't, let's don't stay behind under fear. Stay behind under being lazy. Let's press toward the more for the prize of the upward calling of God that's in Christ Jesus. My time is up, but not my spirit. I exhort you in the Lord, praise God, to take heed to this reading, take it serious, praise God, amen, take it to heart in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you tonight for the believers that are growing strong in you. Amen, give us discernment of spirit, give us an understanding of the, of the doctrine that we may be able to defend what you've given us, Father and that we may have discernment of what of evil things in the name of Jesus. Dress us, Father God, with the full armor that we may war and fight a good fight in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We thank you. God magnify, extol, exhort you. You alone are worthy. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.